This is episode number 123 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. I cannot believe it. 123 episodes. <laughs> I'm Sal. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleague, Sarah Fade. Hi. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And we are here to both educate you and to entertain you on all the wonderful things that we have to offer here at the Middle Country Public Library. Someday I will record an intro, so this way I don't have to do that every time. But it's very good to see you. How are you both doing? Okay. Good. So uh, we are technically back, but we're still using the uh, the remote recording for the time being. We still mm-hmm. have to reset up the uh, the studio. But uh, just a quick bit of housekeeping. Curbside is now available. Curbside Library. You can, uh, if you have something that's on hold, or if you'd like to put something on hold, you can schedule a pickup. It's pickup.mcplibrary.org. Check that out. It's a little uh, app-based uh, website that you can schedule your uh, your hold pickups at the center each building. So uh, for more details on that, you can listen to last week's episode or visit the website mcplibrary.org. So that's just a quick bit of housekeeping. We have some nice segments for you this week. And Nicole, why don't you start off and let us know what you're talking about this week? Yeah, so it's Pride Month. June is Pride Month, um, which is great. And I, I'm going to just talk about resources because like, I feel like I think it's like pretty known that libraries are more than books, right? So like we'll have in the show notes, I'll, you know, a book list for, you know, books for, you know, children and teen, um, um, you know, LGBTQ topics and stuff. But um, I think, you know, especially now we saw that sometimes some things happen, you don't have access to books, you know, like we saw with COVID, you couldn't come to the library and get a book and not everyone has access to e-readers or, you know, a laptop to read and to try to read a book on your phone is hard to do. It's uncomfortable. So um, I just want to talk more about like resources for like online resources for people that you can, you know, you can still access on your phone. Like reading an article on your phone is not as difficult as reading a whole book on your phone, you know. So for like families, uh, children and families, there's the Child Welfare Information Gateway and they have a bunch of different articles um, and resources for families of LGBTQ youth. So I know I'm not quite sure what our age range of listeners are i'm assuming children are listen to it so this is more for families and parents um so that's a really great uh resource they have a bunch of different like articles and you know they this has been obviously this has been going on since the beginning of time but like um you know some of the articles are a little bit older shows how long you know they've been doing this work for and then we have the lgbt network which we've had come to the library uh, before because they have the LGBT network is for um, like everyone. And then L I G A L Y legally is for the youth. So that's something um, that they have. So I would recommend going to their website, uh, seeing what they have following them. This is another thing. Um, Follow all these people on whatever social, a lot of them have the social presences on Facebook. If you're a Facebook person on Twitter, if you're a Twitter person, Instagram, if you're an Instagram person and Tumblr, which, um, you know, wow, Tumblr's still around. It is still around and it <laughs> is definitely big within like the LGBTQ community okay, and cool. in kind of like marginalized communities. Tumblr is still a big thing it, because it's not as known, I think. So you can have a little bit more of privacy on Tumblr, you know, um, 
most parents might, especially for teens, parents might know about Facebook and they might know about your Twitter, even about your Instagram account. Um, you know, so they might be checking up depending on your parents, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think Tumblr offers a little bit more privacy so you can feel a little bit more comfortable going on there. Um, so that's good to keep it. Not that I just outed Tumblr to parents. Uh, so yeah, don't thanks. <laughs> All five of our <laughs> listeners are getting upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... They won't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Tumblr. T-U-M-B-L-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so LGBT, LGBT network is another one. Uh, Pride for Youth is another uh, resource. Again, follow them on Instagram. You know, follow their socials because that's more of a resource. And even when it comes to book recommendations, a lot of those authors have socials. So follow your favorite authors on socials. They'll, you know, be able to, they'll be recommending resources as well. So I think sometimes we forget, we just like pick up the book, read it, put it down and don't realize that, you know, we could follow these people and and get more information. There's also um, the Trevor Project, which is pretty well known. Um, It's big for LGBTQ youth. So if you want to go on to the Trevor Project, project.org they have a ton of resources they also have something called uh, trevor space which is kind of like a, a community for young people ages 13 to 24 that are lgbtq to meet one another so i don't want to say it's like a dating app you know but it's it's like an app where you can kind of talk to other people you know kind of like that's focused on 13 to 24 on that age so it's not like twitter or facebook or instagram where it's everybody from everything like it's focused on that age group and stuff and it's monitored and everything so um that might be a good person especially if you don't um know anyone who's lgbtq or if you're still uh, not out yet but you want to talk to other people i think trevor space is a really good resource that you can look into oh uh 17 uh, dot com. So I know this magazine is actually still around. I read it when I Sarah, did you read Seventeen magazine? I think I read it, but I wasn't like a subscriber. Oh, it wasn't really my my thing. I like Jane magazine. Remember Jane magazine? You might have been a little too. No, yeah. That. that was a little more alternative. Oh, okay. No, I was like seventeen. Um, what was the one? The stupid J fourteen. Or something oh, like that's, that's I was yeah. Were you were you like older for that? Yeah. Like you know, JTT like that like Jane magazine, you know, it was like my so called life like that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, well seventeen magazine uh with seventeen dot com now they have um a lot of good resources for teens for LGBTQ uh teens and stuff. So yeah, so we'll like have all these obviously in the show notes and I'll have lists of books and stuff a lot of libraries have put out book lists and i'll I'll make both book lists with the links you know to our catalog as well but i just wanted to remind people that you know it's more than books that you know resources it's really important to read articles get you know get in touch with resources to get things within your community like the lgbt network you know they have a hot pog office so you know what i mean so like kind of knowing that there's other stuff out there it's not you know read books but also you can meet people and and do things so i think that's uh, important to remember also drag queen story hour is having a um a big like online event on saturday june 27th at 1 p.m eastern time so we'll put the link for that in there so that's for families you know if you want to watch that as well yeah. And the um, I believe the Long Island um, uh, Pride Parade <laughs> Festival is also going to be all virtual and online, also. So 
it's a shame this year was the 50th uh, anniversary of the San Francisco Pride Parade, and they had to cancel it because of the the outbreak. That's a shame. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been in San Francisco for the Pride Parade, but it is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. The- yeah. It is like it literally. The parade is all day, all yeah. day long. I've it's been like, to the city one, uh, New York City one. But yeah, anyway. it's like, but like, if you want to go out to eat that night, you have to figure out a play, a way to get to walk, like, use the subway to walk underneath the street to get back up on the other side of the street. That's how crazy it is. The only good thing I would say, not good thing, but like, that everything is virtual again, especially for young people who aren't out, aren't comfortable being out. They can participate, like, it's a good opportunity. Their phone, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and not like show and like kind of get a feel for what it's like without having to be there, you know, and on people like outing themselves, or you know what I mean. Like, so I would say that that's good, and hopefully, maybe in the future, they will continue to have both. You know, if things go back to normal, right. they'll still keep up a lot of this virtual aspect of it for, um, you know for that reason so and i'm not saying they didn't before but maybe they'll really you know focus in on that as well into the future so yeah all right great thank you nicole and sarah mm-hmm. what do you have for us this week well it is my annual summer reads list that i've compiled for you guys we have all these titles and you can place a hold on them now that we're doing curbside pickup so um you can get it go to your beach that you like and stay socially distant away from everyone and soak up the sun and enjoy these reads so here we go ready the first book is called aurora rising by amy kaufman i don't know if you heard of this wonderful it is a ya crossover title it is a sci-fi fantasy book and it is told in separate voices 18 year old tyler jones who's a top graduate of Aurora Academy and a group of misfits and troublemakers embark on their first mission with Ori, a stowaway from the distant past. So if you like a quick read, it's a sci-fi, I would check that out. Um, the rest are all adult titles. This one is called The Paper Wasp by Lauren Akampora. And this is about a dark friendship of twisted ambition shared by Abby, a failed artist still living in small town Michigan, and Elise, a rising star in contemporary Hollywood. So, hmm, what can happen there? Um, this is new Emma Straub. This is called All Adults Here, um, which is about uh, it's a unique alchemy of wisdom, humor, and insight that come together in a deeply satisfying story about adult siblings, aging parents, high school boyfriends, middle school mean girls, and the lifelong effects of birth order and all the other things that follow us into adulthood, whether we like them or not. Um, this one is called These Women by Ivy Poe. Choda. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but this is a new novel that she creates a kaleidoscope of lost power and hope featuring five very different women whose lives are steeped in danger and anguish. They're connected by one man and his deadly obsession, though not all of them know that yet. So I think it's about a serial killer. I know I'm putting this on hold. And uh, and the five women he targets and you know how they're connected and how they're you know different and same, all that stuff. Um, for those who like crazy rich Asians, right? Kevin Kwan has a new book called Sex and Vanity. And this one is about um, moving between summer playgrounds of privilege, peppered with decadent food and extravagant fashion. Sex and Vanity is a truly modern love story, a daring homage to a room with a view, and a brilliantly funny comedy of manners set between two cultures. 
So it's kind of like a rom-com, right? Yeah, sounds good. That actually sounds good, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, this uh, The Pool of the Stars by Emma Donnie. She's the one that wrote Room. Um, and this one is about, it's set in Dublin, Ireland in 1918 in a maternity ward at the height of the Great Flu. And it's about the women who work there and the women they treat. So I think it's a historical, dramatic fiction. And I have a feeling that will be a very big hit. Because mm. Emma Donnie, you know, she already has a following. This book is called St. X by Alexis Shaitkin, S-C-H-A-I-T-K-I-N. Um, it's a haunting portrait of grief, obsession, and the bond between two sisters never truly given the chance to know one another. So, real quickly, Claire is only seven years old when her college-age sister, Allison, disappears on the last night of their family vacation at a resort on the Caribbean island of St. X. Several days later, Allison's body is found in a remote spot in nearby Kay, and two local men employees at the resort are arrested. Um, fast forward, uh, Claire is living working in New York City when she has a brief but fateful encounter with Clive Richardson, who was one of the men originally suspected of murder, but was released. So what happens after that? You have to read the book. Um, and lastly, Party of Two by Jasmine Gilroy. I don't know if you know her, Nicole, but I know yeah, this sounds right, right up your alley. Yeah. So dating is the last thing on Olivia Monroe's mind when she moves to L.A. to start her own law firm. But when she meets a gorgeous man at a hotel bar, they spend the entire night flirting. She I discovers <laughs> it's new. I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> it discovers too late that he is none other than hotshot junior senator Max Powell. Okay, no, yeah. a book where she meets someone at a bar and they flirt and they find out that he's someone else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, but wait. wait. Twist? Olivia has zero interest in dating a politician, but when a cake arrives at her office with a curious message, she can't resist. It is chocolate cake after all. What will happen? Oh, that is total. That is totally a Nicole story right there. <laughs> that is like they asked Nicole, "What would you like?" Honestly, uh, I'm more. I like that book, and I will read it. Don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> I I love historical romance. That's actually my like niche of romance. Mm. I like a good historical romance. What, well, what period is uh, Regency? What Regency era? Regency. Romance. So like dukes. Duchesses, rakes, oh, okay. count, countess. Well, just the word rake, you know, that just is. That's my like, romance, very right? specific, like, because you like romance readers are like you have a, a usually a specific like niche that you like gravitate towards. So I like the Regency era romances. No, you you are absolutely right because there is um, my coworker at Sable Library actually. She is also really into romance, and she said something very similar to how she has a very specific, you know. Yeah. Interest in- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I read the contemporary too, like the, you know, but uh, when, it, when if you look at my Kindle, it is like well, thanks so much, uh, Sarah, for mm-hmm. that uh, list. And we'll put those in the show notes as well. Another great episode in the can. We thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, please visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. Or if you have an idea for a future show, uh, if you have a comment or a question or a suggestion, please email us, podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fate and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show. <laughs>